Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and this is The Ziggler Show, where our goal is to inspire your true performance. In this episode, discover your style in these 12 areas of life. So who you are is good to know, but how you are is even better. Meaning if you've done, let's say a personality profile to help understand who you are, the relevance is how you utilize that information to better guide your behavior and performance. But often the profiles don't necessarily go to that level. So today I bring you a guest who has done the research to clarify personal styles in 12 areas of life. And it reveals how you behave with things like finances and decision-making and work and parenting, spirituality, learning, leadership, and more. And I just think it is profoundly valuable. And it has me feeling that it's paramount for me to clarify and understand the styles of everyone close to me, my wife, my kids, my business partners, employees, uh, really everyone that I do life with. Well, Rick McDaniel is my guest in this episode and his message, he's put in a new book, You Got Style, How Discovering Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Family, Finances, and Much More. Well, Rick is the founder and senior pastor of the Richmond Community Church in Richmond, Virginia and highimpactchurch.tv. He's a regular contributor for Fox News and is well known as a speaker for many Fortune 500 companies and faith audiences alike. Well, Rick says discovering your individual style can help you understand why you do certain things and why you react in a particular way to something and why others act the way they do. These styles involve the most important aspects of our lives, including our relationships, our family, our faith, our finances, and our work. So as you're going to hear in the show, I went through all all 12 categories and listed out my style that I picked out in each area and what I felt my wife's style is. Now he actually has within the book, uh, kind of like a worksheet where you can go through and it actually grades you and tells you what your style is. So I, and I, on this, I'm going to have my wife do the same thing and let us compare notes about how we see ourselves and how we see each other. But there are some specific areas where, uh, we're different. My wife and I are different that I'm so eager to discuss and figure out how we can better honor each other's styles instead of being at odds. Same thing with some of the business partners I have. Uh, and then again, I want to do it with my kids as well. So you, you're going to get a ton of information from this show. You can connect more with Rick at rickmcdaniel.com. And you, of course, find his new book, You Got Style, wherever you get books. So I'm going to get started with Rick right after I share some great products and services. Well, Rick, I, I greatly appreciate that as a pastor, instead of just feeding your congregation new and more, you know, biblical and faith-based information, you're working on the root themselves and helping them become more aware, personally aware. And I wondered what was the catalyst that caused you to make personal style, obviously such a focal point that you made it into a book. And I would assume that it's a primary has been, and maybe, you know, is a primary message that you continue to share uh, to your congregation and others. Yeah. So it really started about 15 years ago. I was doing a message on marriage and I wanted to help couples because the number one thing couples fight about, as you know, is finances. Well, not, so, not me and my marriage. No, sure. not you, but right. everybody else. Right. You know? right. So um, I was doing some research and I came across a survey in Worth magazine about financial personalities. And I thought, man, this is a really fascinating information. And so that formed the basis for a message that I did called Till debt do us part. I was just trying to, you That's know, a great line. And so thing. And 
and that was that. And, and, and probably a couple years went by and I was going to do another series. I think it was on time. And, uh, I, I came across, uh, time styles and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And then over the course of time, you know, I began to really be heightened to the awareness. It's kind of like when you, you know, you buy a new car and all of a sudden you're driving down the street and you're like, Hey, there's my car. Oh, there's my car in silver. Oh, there's it in black. Those cars have been going by you all the time. You just notice them now because you're looking for them. Right. So I started looking. Well, then I started just saying, Oh, there's styles in all kinds of places. There's decision styles and certainly spiritual styles. And it just got me on this. uh, I was traveling one time and picked up the USA today. You know how they're in the hotels and don't generally read it. And there was an article about this professor, Harvard neuroscientist talking about cognitive modes. And I got the book and I read it. I said, these are thinking styles. That's really what he's talking about. And so just over time, I just amassed all this research. And finally, probably five years ago, I was talking to my agent and he's like, you know, this is the book. This book will really resonate with a lot of people because everyone wants to answer the age old question. Who am I? And this does it. Well, I I totally agree. That's why we're talking right now. And I admittedly, I grew up in a personal development home. Uh, that was my dad's has always been, uh, his, his focal point. So I grew up as a kid, man, I took every personality test known to man. He'd test them out on me and have a great appreciation for them. And, and he, uh, today Dan Miller and at 48 days.com, they go, they sell an, an immense amount. I think they're one of the biggest distributors of the disc profile. So Uh, I I greatly appreciate that. I have been well enmeshed in that. And it's great for personal awareness and, you know, for relational awareness. But yours is so uh, interesting as far as where the rubber hits the road. Okay, how do what do I do with that? How does that tangibly come out in my life? So I have a couple questions on that to you. One is, do you see as you're going through styles, literally, this is how you live out your life in styles in these 12 areas. Do you see correlations with those in regards to the personality profiles? Like, yeah, you know, a high D is generally going to fall into these categories or is it a little more dissimilar? I think that's a really good question. And I'm going to answer it uh, ways that I usually don't and uh, sort of uh, both. In some styles, I think it very much would line up with like a DISC very much. But in other styles, I don't think so much. Um, And and so um, it's not a a definite. But certainly, you know, in terms of how you deal with time and uh, that's that's one I think that lines up very closely. Um, And but I think some of the others, like maybe the spiritual styles, don't exactly necessarily line up. I think the faith styles, for instance, do line up nicely. So I think that in some ways it does and in some ways it doesn't. But let me just say this, because this is what interviewers are asking me all the time and are commenting on or reviewers are writing about, which is, you know, this isn't a personality profile. This isn't the Enneagram. I mean, this is what I think makes my, obviously very biased. This is what I think makes my book so unique and special is it's not another personality profile or anything like that. It really is this idea of styles and then looking at them in all these practical areas of your life. And that's what I think makes it really valuable to read. Well, again, agreed. And that's, and so on that tangent right there, um, I mean, as you said, all the profiles, personality profiles, if I put those in a category, focus on 
and then all the quizzes on who we are, which is great. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good in regards to specific things, but again, where the rubber hits the road is okay. So here's a guy I'm going to take, let me take that. Cause I thought, and this is great. I, I'm going to take it home. I told last night I, I was talking to my family a little bit. I got home late, so I didn't have a lot of time. But I said, I'm going to bring this book home uh, after this interview because I want us all to look at it and talk about it yes. together as far as our propensity. So, you know, for, obviously for my wife and my kids, but I'm even thinking about I had a long meeting yesterday with what looks like is going to be a new business partner uh, in a group of partnerships that we have. I want to, I want this guy to go through it because, okay, he may be a, you know, a a high D or whatever on the disc profile, but doesn't tell me exactly how he's going to think, how he's going to make decisions. I was looking at the work style, uh, which we'll get into here in a second, you know, and if he came out as a designer, well, that's me. Uh And as the visionary of this, I, yeah, I I thought we're going to, we're going to bump heads a little Uh bit or so maybe it's not that, okay, the partnership can't happen because you're the same one, but how are we going to deal with this? And we would, I don't think there's any way we would come up with that until after we got into the relationship without going through Absolutely. your message. Yeah. Yes. This is exactly why I wrote the book. Exactly. Cause let's just quickly break this down. Yeah. All right. Let's start with you and your wife. Yep. So you and your wife, you know, if you were to look for instance at something like uh, financial styles and say time styles, it could really help your marriage enormously. Mm -hmm. When I finally discovered the time styles, for instance, and I realized how different my wife's style was from mine, it totally explained why I got so frustrated with her about how when I said we have to go to this event at seven and she's not ready to go Mm -hmm. because in her style, it is like seven-ish. Mine is precisely at seven. Uh So there's your, then you talk about like your family where you think about things like parenting styles, how helpful that is, learning styles for your children. Every one of your children should know what their learning style is and you should know what it is. Then you get into the workplace, leadership styles, work styles. And so this really in one book could really help you in your marriage, your family and your professional life. Well, and there's some things that I did understand from a personality standpoint about, I'm going to take my, my oldest son who he'll, he'll listen to this podcast at some point. Uh, so, uh, he'll, he'll know what we're talking about here. And I know that we have a different personality style, but it doesn't always help me understand how to figure out how to mesh with him in these certain areas and like decision-making, uh, we're so different. And I know he really struggles with how I just, you know, make a decision and, and, and go forward. And, and we'll get into that in a second because I want to go through each one and, and talk about those a little bit. But that's the point. This I saw as my goodness, this goes, thank goodness. Personality profiles are great. Let's start there. They are. But as far as, okay, what is this person going to be like? How am I going to be like, of course, to start with in each of these areas. And it was just a blast to go through. I mean, I literally went page by page, which I admittedly, I don't always do with every interview, but on this one, I mean, I I couldn't. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I couldn't get the benefit without, uh, without doing so. So here's a question that I have had with personality profiles. I'm going to ask the same thing here because I have, um, I have an idea of what your answer may be, but I wanted to flesh it out. And it's on the nature versus nurture aspect. I used to have these debates with my dad a little bit. Okay. So if you do a personality profile, authentically, naturally do it. And here's what comes out is, can you one, well, I'll start off with that. Can you change it? Uh, can you, what's your experience with the ability to change it? Cause a lot of people are going to come at this and look, Hey, this is naturally how I am from a, right, let me scroll down here from a financial standpoint. I'm an idealist, which I actually am. That's what came up okay. first for me. 
if I don't like that, if it's not serving me well, can I modify that? And if you know the disc profiles, the one my dad uses comes out and says, Hey, this is how you tend to naturally be. Here's your modified self. And as you know, sometimes those are the same for me. It's modified because if I'm my natural self, I'm kind of a jerk. Uh, so I modify myself relationally same. Yeah. So I'm going to take that question over here, uh, in your styles. Yeah, man, that's a, another great one. And I, so I would say the answer is you can modify, you can modify knowing of course, what, what it means whenever you're going against your natural bent. So yeah. it's not going to be easy to do. Uh, it, it, and I think, you know, like if we use like financial, say with marriage, just for instance, and be able to say, I need to be more this way in order for my spouse to be more comfortable. Okay. And, yeah. or, or maybe even in this particular decision we're making about spending money on something important to us, that kind of thing, you can really benefit from modifying. And so I do think you can do that. And, and again, in leadership styles, for instance, that's probably one that I really basically say, sometimes you have to modify yeah. sometimes because of a crisis, you have to, you have to shift into a different role than is your natural and normal role. And then there are some that are, are going to be really like, I, I obviously you cannot modify your thinking style. It's, it, it is literally hardwired in your brain. Hmm. So I, I, I'm answering questions like I normally don't, which is fairly, this is it. Yes or no to like say yes in some ways. And in some, but that's, that's the nature of this, this discussion. In that same framework or same, same question. So I went through this 12 areas of my life, which we're going to, we're going to walk through a little bit here in a second, but I went through those and answered those again, kind of on that nature versus nurture products of genetics or environment. Where do you see that? Cause personality style, I would say that I'm prone to think is more of a natural, you know, it's trying to get out kind of your natural bent. This felt like had left room for more environmental uh, programming. If, if I could say, let's take okay. finances, for instance, let's say if, if I was you know, natural and un, uh, untouched by the, you know, the outside world, I would tend to be, according to my personality style and whatever, I would tend to be, have this or my personality profile, I would have this style of my finances. And right. yet, my gosh, if I grew up in an affluent family where money just flowed, mm -hmm. or if I came up in poverty, or if money was used for control, yep. it may, well, I mean, that's good, the good. question. Okay, yeah, yeah. go. You're, you're right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. There's, there's no doubt. Um, I mean, let's just look at like the splurger style, for instance. Yeah. You know, th these are people that, you know, they're, they're self-indulgent. They're, they're spenders. But again, that doesn't mean, right, that they can't recognize that and say, maybe I really do need to modify this for the, for the, the betterment of my, of my future in life. Now, again, easier, easier said than done, right? I mean, it, it is easier said than done because, you know, it doesn't always work out that way that people are able to, 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 to do it. For instance, the striver, right? The mm -hmm. striver is someone who comes out, generally speaking, in they have the lowest income. They come out of usually uh, struggling financial situations. And so money is such a big deal to them because they believe that money makes happiness. And that's it's hard to change that about the way they see things. Um, 
again, it certainly can change. I always think about like Oprah Winfrey and how she talks about how she came from poverty. And even with all this money, you know, sometimes she can still be kind of a tightwad, still be like, you know, looking for the bargain or whatever. And because, you know, that marked her, really shaped her, that experience. Well, and I would say similar thing. My parents are very well off today, but my upbringing was generally kind of sparse. So learn to be frugal and I don't really know how to shake that. I can't say that I, I care to, but it, it did make me think how much actually when I did the financial one and, and went through, um, you know, the, the quiz on that and some of the things came out and I thought that's what brought the question up. Cause I thought, man, I think some of that is, is a little altered from what I might be naturally just because mm-hmm. of having gone yes. through. And, and in my own life, I have gone to rock bottom financially multiple times, unfortunately. And that skews even my style today when it's not as it was, it's not skimping, mm-hmm. but my gosh. So it did, it made me feel like, gosh, I, I bet this does have a lot more yeah. environmental, what influence on yeah. the styles. That's yeah. a good word. Environmental influence. Yeah. Okay. With these, so you go through these 12 areas and you're listing out just the research. You're just the messenger saying, Hey, this is what we found. People generally fall into these categories. Did you, I got to feel like you made an effort or you would have had to, to not be, or to try to be neutral. Can I say that yeah. on which one was healthier or not? How did you grapple with that? <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the first thing I think of when you said that. So I did try and on the one on parenting styles, my agent says to me, uh, oh, I know exactly where, which style you, you know, approve of or, or whatever. And I did my best to try to just lay them out honestly. Um, but that was probably the hardest one just because I really do believe that some of these other styles are, are, are you know, not the best for children. Um, but I tried, I did, some of them were, you know, way thinking styles and retirement styles, things like that. I, I mean, I have no retirement in my life, so I, I have no dog in that fight. I can yeah. just lay it out there. Spiritual styles as a pastor, I, you know, I've ministered to so many people who have so many different ways of connecting with God that, that, so for, for many of them, it, I was able to do it. There were a few that were challenging. Time is a big deal to me. I am a, I'm going to write a book on that. Uh, on time because I just, it's the currency, right? And you can't save it. Uh, unlike other like money. And when it's gone, the day is over, the day is over. I, I, there's a lot I could say about that. So I think time and parenting were ones where I, it was a little harder to try to be just totally objective, but that was my goal. That was what I was trying to shoot for. And people might read the parenting styles one and, and be like, Oh, this is very objective and not pick up the slant. But I think people who have other parenting styles are probably going to be the ones that might pick it up a little bit more. Well, an objective, that's a good word that I I was searching for there. And I got to imagine that you have people ask that question, no different than, you know, you go to the doctor. I mean, you're a pastor, so you're leading a lot of people. You know, if I go to a doctor and they're saying, well, you could do this, you could do this. I said, well, which one's best? And of course, a lot of times they'll go, whatever, come on, man, what would you do if it was your kid or or whatever you want to know? I imagine you have that question given to you. And it's a relevant question to say, gosh, where do you, well, that would be it. That would be, uh, I'm not, I'm not asking you to answer this specifically as we go through, but to say, I'm sure that as you go through, you have seen better health, better outcomes, better success in certain styles as opposed to others. In, in certain styles. Yes. But again, like something like faith styles, for instance, how you share your faith, 
all of those are, are effective. They're all effective. It just depends on the type of, again, style that you have. And so, uh, and because I'm a big believer in evangelism and sharing and letting people know the gospel, I feel like whatever style is your style can be effective. And, and uh, so for most of them, I think I can appreciate all, all the different styles. Obviously, yes, like if people come to me, what should I do, Pastor? Well, I've been dispensing advice for a long time. Obviously, I'm, I'm prone to do that, but I, I, I don't think that I do it very much in this book. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and our discussion here on personal style with Rick McDaniel. Again, you can find him at rickmcdaniel.com. Next, I ask Rick about faith styles and how many people go awry with how they think they should live out their faith as opposed to how they should do it naturally, how they're naturally inclined. Uh, Really incredible. I'm going to bring that to you right after I share some great products and services. Yeah, I think, you know, from uh, if I look at your styles for faith, let's say the direct style where it looks like, okay, if I'm going to be a you know soldier for the Lord, I've just got to approach people and speak it like it is. And yet that is so far removed from my style that how often do you see people living in, I'm going to say dissonance to their nature because of the, you know, presupposition that they should be this way in this, you know, whatever, whatever role we're talking about here. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think very often. I don't think very right. often. I mean, I just think people, and I think this is a great example in face style. You know, if people are direct style, um, their direct style. People that are interpersonal are going to find it hard. Are just going to find it hard to do that. Now, if people that are intellectual, you know, they're going to want to talk about it, but they're going to want to. They're going to want to not maybe is in a, in a direct way. It, it, it depends again on individuals. And again, now you get into like natural personal way. How do you express yourself? Yeah. Some people are just more, they may be intellectual style, but they're more direct in their expressions. I mean, I spent enough years in academia. I can tell you that, you know, there are most are not, but there are some that are. And so I think that determines it. So bring it home just to you as you started on this journey and then obviously saw the need and started doing it. Uh, were there some prime out of those 12 areas, were there some primary ones that really resonated with you personally, like for your own awareness that were, uh, you know, some of them may have been, of course, you know, you, you understood that about yourself. No big revelation okay. there, but man, here's one that goodness, I, I didn't, I wasn't quite aware of that in myself. And I would say the same thing for maybe that your closest relationship, your wife. Okay. Um, I, I don't, you know, don't want to sound wrong here. I think that I've spent my life trying to be building self-awareness. Yeah. And so really, um, there weren't many surprises because I've worked my life to try to understand myself and others. It's probably why I ended up writing this book. I'm so passionate about it. The thing that I would go back to maybe is that time one in the sense that it did help me to understand, yeah, this is, this, this is me, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. And it's not like I didn't know that my wife wasn't the same as me, but having a framework, having language to be able to talk about it, to be able to define it, you know, yeah. this is your style. It's not the same as my style, man. You know, that that's just really, really helpful. And like the spiritual styles as a pastor, the idea that, you know, everyone's going to connect with God in the same way is just 
not realistic. And so then when you really start to dig into these, you're like, now I understand why this person thought that sermon was so great. You know, people say, that's the greatest sermon you've ever done. I'm like, that isn't even close to the greatest sermon I've ever done. But they thought it was because it connected with them, right? And similarly, another spiritual style is going to connect in another way. In that aspect of self-awareness, as people are taking in this message, reading the book, hearing you speak about it, whatever, are there certain areas that you find people are generally less aware of? Like maybe there's one area that people tend to more often than not, eh, they kind of knew that about themselves, but here out of your 12 categories, this one or these two tend to be people are a little more blind in general. That's another really good question. I have not been asked that. And that is a good question. I would say the first one that comes to mind would be decision styles. Hmm. I don't think people are that aware about how they make decisions. They're not, they, they, they may think that they're intentional, but really understanding the way, you know, they may say, well, I procrastinate a little bit, but really to kind of dig into it and understand how they go about making decisions, which are so important to our lives. So that one, that one, that one jumps out at me. Uh, I do think that parenting, again, I, I don't know that people, um, I know they make choices like like people that have certain, you know, kind of minority parenting styles and the kind of styles like with the family bed and and the breastfeeding till they're four and all that. They know that they're obviously out of the mainstream in doing that. They're aware of that. But others, I don't know if they fully understand you know, how much like say this helicopter style is really, really, really in their lives. I was just reading about a class that they're offering at Stanford or at Cal Berkeley, Cal Berkeley called adulting, adulting. <laughs> That's great. They literally have a class where they're like walking kids through how to do things like, you know, pay your bills and, and um, plan out your week and just really basic stuff. And there's only way that that could ever have happened is if there is a parenting style like the helicopter style that is causing so many kids to simply not learn these skills. Yeah, I get that. I have older kids and that, that term is used once in a while. Hey, I did X, Y, Z. I'm adulting well. And uh, what a term that I had never heard of. Okay, so I never heard it either. I, I know. So here's one that I had not a, a, a thought or a question I hadn't thought about. I think you made the statement a minute ago about our decision-making style is pretty natural and not real changeable. And yet you're talking about parenting. As I look at these, I don't know if it's the only one, but I it, it jumps out as a paramount one where my parenting style did not, I don't think it came from a natural bent so much as that was one where we proactively, my wife and I went and we researched parenting. We were students of it and we made decisions on how we did and did not want to parent what we felt was best. And we probably did that in relation, obviously to our our personal styles to some degree, but that was an intentional decision of we are going to do X. And and when we talk about that here in a second, um, I'll, I'll hit that. Some of the other ones though, I never looked and said, with any intentionality, Hey, this is how I want to make decisions. This is how I want to, uh, have a time style. Is that, is parenting a a unique one 
in that as I'm looking down the list? Is it a, as, as one that we tend to more choose as opposed to just a natural inclination? Hmm. I, I don't know because here, here would be my inclination. You are in the, in the minority. You and your wife are in the minority. That's how I would, that's how I would interpret that, that you did that. Like, for instance, I have only sons. So I started studying books that were written about how to raise sons yeah. because that, that, you know, that's what I have. But just for instance, in my church, when we offer parenting classes, let's say versus marriage classes, there's no comparison. Now, I, I realize there's more people married than our parents. That's part of it. But I mean, it's amazing how many fewer people come. It's as if people say, I know how to be a parent and I'm not going to come to anything and that says I need help with being a parent. For some reason, they have no problem doing that about their marriage, but they do about parenting. I just think a lot of people parent the way they were parented or they parent the exact opposite because they rebel against that. But I don't, I don't think... In my experience, I don't think enough people really spend time researching, like, really, what is effective parenting? How can you parent most effectively? I mean, I've spoken a lot of messages over the years on parenting, trying to make the case for parents, you know, really, you know, really being more active and, and, and really understanding the leadership role of parenting. Uh, again, that's the style. That, so there I've kind of tipped my hand about where I'm coming yeah. from there. But I, I wish... I could say, oh, yes, you're, you're common. You're like many. I think you're more the minority than the, than the majority, I think. Well, that's interesting. I can testify that, uh, you know, this is the Ziegler show. We talk about all these areas. We're going to do the habits show together in a little bit. And we talk about relationships and, and parenting. When I talk about if I do shows, and I used to do more specific shows. Hey, this show is going to be on business. This is going to be on you know motivation. This is going to be on parenting. This is going to be marriage. Because Zig Ziglar, of course, talked on all those things. If I do one with parenting as the subject anywhere in the title, the downloads drop dramatically. And it's not because we have single people listening to the show. We know our, our demographics, but yeah, it's not an area of interest. Well, that's just a testimony. I mean, that, all you, you just gave me a marvelous empirical data point right there. You're okay. telling me that in your experience, Kevin, this is what you're finding. Yeah. People don't download. I'm telling you my experience, the same thing. Okay. There it is. Well, folks can do with that what they... Yeah, well, read, please read the chapter on parenting styles and, and just really look at those and, and maybe find out maybe which one you really are parenting in. Well, I want, I want to talk about those. I, I do have one more question just on this overall. Again, as you're seeing people digest this message, I just talked about, you know, are there any specific areas that stand out to the individuals as far as personal awareness or, or where they're blind on the aspect of relating to others? I want to ask kind of a similar question when you have, let's just say a couple who goes okay. through this. Are there some areas you've talked about time? So I'm wondering if that's your answer, but are there some specific areas that tend to be the most revelatory and an eye opening in regards to the relational awareness of the other person? Well, I think fate, I think, uh, decisions and time are the two in a relational, okay. in the relational, they speak because it's like, yeah, oh boy, we, yeah, now you know why we were having these yeah. d disagreements. And of course I do think that to relationally as it a, means a marriage, 
the financial is big. It's huge when people realize they're not the same financial style. That is yeah. gigantic, but that doesn't apply to all relationships. Well, so I do. So folks, I, you know, I want to, I want to run down if we can, Rick, through each one and just uh, give a comment or two. And I, I can, as I always do, I get to be the number one student uh, of this, <laughs> of this show. Cause I'm here. So I get to use it for me. This is my free consulting session, or you can invoice me later. Uh, so financial number one. And I looked at that and right off the bat, I, I felt number one, I'm idealist and right. uh, two is second is, is probably steward, I think. And I had a little difficulty looking at that. Cause I think, again, I think I have some environmental influences from my past experience that thwarts what I might be otherwise naturally. My wife, however, pretty clear, uh, I think, uh, it, and interestingly, that's what I did. I went down and I, I labeled myself for each of these. And I said, this okay. is what I feel like my wife is going to do. I want her to do the same thing. And then let us compare no, it's excellent. Yes. I, I'm so curious to do that because I felt like she tends to be more protector. Uh, she's just, whatever we get in, she's just looking for the next person she can bless with it. And we've talked a lot. We've dealt a lot with finances, but Rick, I don't, we've never really uh, had these labels to look at and go, oh my gosh. So I, again, I'm eager to talk to her because no wonder we butt heads. Now, how can we jive a little bit better? Which of course is your point. Yeah. Uh, let me just say something about Stuart, because this is important. I, I, I want to be clear, because if you look in the inventories at the end of the chapter, there is no steward in that. It's only the seven, because everyone, regardless of their financial style, should be a steward in terms of what the Bible teaches. Right. So that applies to all of us. But it's a perfect, this is a perfect example is because many women, as I say, that are our yeah. protectors. That's yeah. their, that's the, that's uh, more common to women than, than any other style. So if you're an idealist or maybe you're, you know, you're, you're a hunter like me, then, you know, you've got, you've got some stuff there because if I want to just really try to, I want my money to make money. I, you know, my dad taught me the, you know, the, the eighth wonder of the world compound interest. You know, I, I want to do nothing and have money make money. And so I'm more aggressive in investing, whereas my wife just doesn't see it the same way. And so what we've had to do is uh, come to an understanding where I'm going to take a certain amount of money and I'm going to invest it to try to make more money. Yeah. And and um, and then for her, we're going to make sure that we take care of people that we love and want to take care of. And God has blessed us to be able to do that, by the way, by being stewards, mm -hmm. we have seen God's blessing in our lives. And, and then, you know, and then of course, in any marriage, I would want to show my wife how, Hey, we're going to be able to take this trip now. And the reason we're really able to take this trip is because, you know, this made money and money made money yeah. without working. And now this allows us to do this. You see the benefit of it. And, and again, conversely, too, we're able to help a family member. And then my wife is able to say, see how this money is. And I'm, uh, yes, absolutely. I'm, I see it and I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy about it. So understanding each other's styles yeah. and then, you know, communicating and then showing each other how your style, you know, can bring some benefit to the marriage. Well, and I want folks to hear this because we just, we're talking about financial and, you know, there's multiple categories of style that, or, or, you know, styles that you have in here. We're only talking about a couple. 
uh, you're going to, it would be a three hour show, I think, to go through all of them. So folks go get the book. That's the point here. But, uh, you know, on this one, I do appreciate again, the tangibility of you listing these out because I would say I tend to be historically an idealist. I think this is what I am pretty much naturally. I am in a mode and go through modes of saying, okay, I need to be, and I, again, you're making it more obvious to me where I say, I need to be Hunter now. You know, if we're going to make this decision, I need to be Hunter. And I'm literally, because some of my financial baggage have often treated business like ministry and it's all heart and stuff and knowing, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do good in my work. I'm going to serve people. Well, I need to be a hunter to increase the finances, to do more of what we want to do. Yes. And so yes. again, just, I want to have the, dis- I mean, you're going to have the discussion with my wife and say, Hey, we're going to go through, let's look at what are we going to do right now? Cause we're going to give everything away. Uh, it's going to thwart this over here. Can we come to terms on it? So yes, uh, yes. Spirit- what a helpful, what a fruitful discussion that oh will be. Oh my gosh. And again, if you can have it, not emotionally, not because should we buy this car? I want it. No, just, just like, right. Just really in almost a philosophical sense, like, just talking like great time, beginning of the year, thinking about, you know, the year, and what we're going to do. Oh, I wish couple, I'd love for couples to do that. Well, you're again, I get to be the best, uh, the first beneficiary, right. at least of this show. Well, Good spiritual deal. is the next one. And I went through that and that was interesting for me, Rick. I think this was one, I think there's another one here where I felt like, man, I, I relate to quite a few of them, which really brings up that aspect that I've always uh, maybe railed against a little bit. Let's go back to the disc profile, the personality profiles where everybody wants to say, okay, what are, what are you? Oh, I'm D I'm I, I'm, I, thought, I seldom find people who are just completely thoroughbred one thing. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and we may have some environmental things that say, yeah, I'm naturally, I had a guy ask me one time, uh, it was a high level corporate thing and they had me do, I was going to do some consulting and he wanted me to do this personality profile. Can't remember what it was. And as we talked after I had done it and I talked about this, uh, this woodworking, I do it's kind of a home hobby thing. And I build stuff just for my home. And he says, man, that doesn't fit your profile at all. <sighs> Go figure. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm apparently yeah. not a thoroughbred. So same thing here, you know, looking at spiritual, I thought, gosh, I related to the first one you list is naturalist. I live in a national forest. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a reason wow. for that. That's where I came to the Lord was wow. out in the Rocky mountains. But then I looked at, you know, intellectual, gosh, that's very much me contemplative. Wow. That's very much my, I, I engage in all of those. Interestingly, my wife is not specifically any of those. She is enthusiast and compassionate, which mm-hmm. shows why every Sunday she's ready to go to, she can't wait to go to church. And I'm looking at it as another thing on my to-do list. I, I am peopled out. I'm, I'm worn out. Can I just go out in the woods? And we, that happens a lot. She goes to church and I go on a mountain bike ride. I don't like the separateness of this, but you showcase here. That's understanding the tendencies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now, and I will say you also very well showcased in this. This isn't a, to understand where we are and go, well, Hey, you go your way. I'll go mine. I am what yes. I am. So right. now we're going to have the discussion. Thanks to you, Rick, or it's your fault. Either one of, okay, how do we honor each other together in our differences? Yes. Let me ask you this. Were you raised with a Christian background? Yes. Yeah. So here's what I would say. People who are raised with Christian backgrounds, they were introduced to so much spiritually. That's why you have more Hmm. why you have several okay someone who maybe comes to the lord like say unchurched folks that come to my church and they come to the lord and 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 they don't have a spiritual background 
they'd be much more likely to have one thing that really connects them to God hmm. because they haven't had as much exposure. I think the more exposure you, you, you have, for instance, I literally, uh, in, in two different graduate programs at two different schools did studies with some very famous people in the world of say contemplative spirituality, Henry Nowen, the super famous guy who was at Harvard and a guy named John Westerhoff at Duke. Now, those, that introduction makes me have interest in, in being contemplative, even though um, that would not be my primary spiritual, spiritual style or spiritual connection. And I'll just give you one other quick one. So you're talking about living in the Rockies. So over the last several years, I've had the opportunity to visit some of the highlight national parks. And my connection with God in, in the natural realm has increased exponentially because of that. Hmm. That introduction to be at Yosemite, to be at Acadia, yeah. the Grand Canyon, holy smokes. I'm about to go to one of my other dream uh, national parks here in just a couple of weeks. And so I think there too, when you have an experience, it might open your eyes in ways, and you probably have had more spiritual experiences. Sure. I think that would be how I would understand that. Sure. Yeah. It reminded me, and I just pulled up the book cause I, it's been a long time on that, uh, tangent, uh, the book, uh, windows of the soul by Ken Geyer was okay. one that opened me up originally to those different aspects of how we, you know, pursue our faith. Okay. You've hit on this one uh, quite a bit parenting. Yeah. On that one, as I read through, it was obvious my parent, my, my wife and I are both authoritative. Yeah. Um, for, for sure. And very well aware of the others, but that was, it was a decision, but it, I would, I wouldn't say it was, it's so far out of our styles relationally otherwise as well. But that one was the only one where I said, my wife and I are the same and that's it. We don't really uh, edge in. That's I mean, makes sense. If there was ever one to be the same, that's the one. Is it? That's okay. the one. Yes. Okay. There, there are, I will say, and for folks to hear this, if you, if they're aware of the attachment aspect from an emotional aspect of connecting with your child, that's absolutely a big focus that I value with my kids highly, but we didn't necessarily do it in the way that you showcase, which I, I agree with mm -hmm. that, that most people do with the attachment style. Yeah. So let, let, let me say this, cause I always like to say this. I, you know, these words, many of the words I picked, some were already picked through the research, but it's just important not to get hung up on the words because authoritative is not authoritarian, by the way. Thank you. But yes. anytime you. you hear the word, oh, it sounds, and then again, attachment, oh, that sounds good. So you don't let the word, you need to read what, what it, what that means, because it is important to understand how the word is being defined because yeah. words can mean different things to different people. And so let's not just dismiss or even embrace based on a word. Let's make sure we understand what those words are defined as in, in, my, in my book. Well, I, thanks for putting, putting that out there. And yeah, so folks, as you hear these things, obviously you're, you're hearing the, the headlines and not reading Rick's description of these to help that because yeah, I am not, if you ask my kids, you know, gosh, is your dad's parenting style? Is he authoritative? I think they would say no. I don't, I don't, I'm not a dictator. I, we don't, no. we're not big on, you're a you know, leader. Thank you. Okay. Well, I, I hope so. That's, that's their testimony. You're leading, so far. you're leading, you're leading the home as, and it's vital. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. So decision was the next one. And, uh, and it was an interesting one that 
I think my wife and I both tend towards impulsive, uh, which we have our struggles in being somewhat similar on there. Though I looked at that and I thought, gosh, and I've been aware of this, that a lot of times some of my impulsiveness with decisions comes from mere impatience. I just want to get it done and move. And that's not always best because sometimes I just make the decision, move and realize, well, heck, that wasn't brilliant. I should I didn't count the cost. So I know that about myself. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one that uh, that's why in our premarital counseling class, we were cautioned because we have some similarities like that that don't balance each other out well. Um, that's good. That's really helpful. It is. But I did, this is another one though, kind of like spiritual where I related to the non-confronter, to the procrastinator and to the wisdom seeker. And as you talk about, I don't know if it was in the decision uh, style section or elsewhere that sometimes we are going to react differently according to our circumstances or to the people that we're talking to. And I thought, yeah, that I I probably do. It depends on, am I doing, is this this something I'm doing at home as dad and husband? Is this something in the workplace where I'm boss or is this a business thing where I'm partner? And I do have to go about these things differently. I'm involved in a high level business thing now where I am, uh, I'm leader, but I'm not autonomous. And so I can't just make that impulsive decision unless I'm going to be disrespectful to my partners. Okay. Um, work is next. And yeah, I talked about that before. I'm, I'm, I designers and then come over probably into designer developer. My wife is developer, maybe into stabilizer, but we've found that as a lifetime self-employed guy that we can bump heads as far as uh, you can come together on the vision, but then how you do it is difficult. Uh, Yes. I mean, this is, this is, I've been involved in leadership my whole life, even, you know, as a young person, captain of this team, president of this class, whatever it's, you know, this is the thing is vision is one thing, strategies and other implementations another. Yeah. and, you know, there, there, it takes different people with those styles to really make, you know, the team makes the dream, you know, the work, you know, that sort of thing. Teamwork makes the dream work. That that's, that's where you, if you can blend the styles together, oh man, you can, you can fly. Well, time is the next one. And this is an interesting one because if, if I'm correct, this is the only one, all the other ones you gave, you know, here's the category and then boom, boom, boom. Here's the styles. You know, if there's three, seven, whatever, this one you gave kind of a, a, uh, a sub style. Yeah. Okay. Subjective and objective. I- explain that one if you would. Hmm. Well, that, that, um, that is because the more I thought about it, the more I, I, I just thought, okay, time and, and all that, but still, and, and there's, there's, and the same thing, by the way, is in learning. Learning has the same thing. There's like these two sub things before you get into the styles, okay. because I do think that it's so important to understand that they're like these two polar opposite ways of looking at time or of, 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 of approaching learning that I had to kind of establish that first before I dug into the styles. So that, that's where that. Well, and that one again, kind of coming back to, uh, I tend to make decisions rashly, uh, because of impatience time. That's it. I mean, one of my favorite lines is uh, princess bride and Inigo Montoya. And I hate waiting. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's me, and, but as far, so, so I'm subjective, uh, subjective, objective, I'm subjective. And then dreamer, 
uh, pretty much was the leader though. I, you know, I resonated with planner a little bit and I actually, as I read your definitions, I thought I feel, I'm a little schizophrenic, but again, it may just depend on the application, I guess. Yeah. I think that, I think that maybe part of this, and again, this is why it's so great to talk to different people. If you've been self-employed, you're, you're like your whole life. Yeah. I mean, you have to take on roles that other people don't take on ever who've never run anything by them, you know, been self-employed. And I started a church from scratch. Okay. I know what it's like then when the church grows and then yeah. you build buildings and expand, I mean, it, it changes. So you probably have had more experiences than maybe most people. And that is why yours gets a little more complicated or muddied, however you want to look at it. Okay. Well, and that, that's going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. We have a lot of people in business, a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. Yes. And- Entrepreneurial people are, are you know, a, a different breed. Okay. Well, so- and, and I say that as someone, again, you know, it's funny. I never thought of myself that way. When I started my church, I never said, well, I'm an entrepreneur. And then, you know, start four campuses and two schools. And now I have my own thing. That's like seven different things. So I, I'm, I, um, I really do love the entrepreneurs and, uh, and I, I, I understand them. Yeah. Well, the time one I think is, is gotta be, yeah, as you said, a huge one for everybody. For me, it's re- relevant yet yeah, to work so much, but also in my marriage, my wife is an accommodator. Uh, I thought of that line, you know, wherever you go, there you are for her. It's wherever she is. That's really the only place she is, man. Everything uh-huh. else is gone. And we still struggle with that a little bit. So that'll be sure. a good, good conversation, uh, on learning. Yeah. I'm, uh, dynamic, uh, for sure is how I, and I'm really well aware of that because I, in certain areas, my learning ability is, is terrible. Case in point, uh, podcasts. I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. It's, uh, I have one of the top 1000 in the world and I don't listen to them much. It's a very hard learning style for me. I like to be hands-on and I'd rather read even books. I don't, I generally don't, I think I did once except to review a book and a message uh, electronically. I electronically. want, the, I, I, I have two of your books paper yeah. right here in hand and I like to go through, I like to mark them. I like to feel them. And you know, uh, so again, it was really good to see that. And from my wife's standpoint, she's imaginative. I think that was a, I was actually a, a, one of the more difficult ones. I'm eager to talk with her uh, on that. Cause yeah. I, and your children, you know, I mean, this okay. is That'd how helpful it can be for you as a parent, those of you that are parents to be able to know your, I just think it's crucial to know your child's learning style. Yeah. Well, that, that'll be, gosh, that would be, yeah, I didn't do that, Rick. I, I think, yeah, to go through that, it'll be good just to talk. Actually, I'll probably have my kids. Most of them are old enough to understand that, go through and see what do they yeah, think Take the inventory. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, leadership. Next. That one seemed pretty clear. I'm visionary. I talked about that yesterday in my meeting with new partners and, and whatnot. That's where I function and I function really well there and not very well outside of that, which comes, brings us back to, uh, we were talking about the old book, uh, good to great of, I need to stay in that role and we mm-hmm. need more people as a team to help fill that out because I'm faltering there. And I don't know if that's one where 
I do feel a little, I don't want to say limited, but back to our conversation of thoroughbred, man, I'm pretty thoroughbred right there. And I am not real strong outside of that one at all. It's good to know. I'm not, Yes, I, I wouldn't say I'm something I'm proud of. It's just an, it's an, no, I, an I don't admission. think it's something to, 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 to be down on yourself or necessarily proud of it. It is who you are. And of course, without a vision, we got nothing. So okay. it's pretty important. Well, thank you. Uh, thinking was the next one, man. Mover, um, for sure. Oh, it was my, myself, my wife, stimulator and adapter. And so I, I got to think about, again, this is one where, as I read mm-hmm. through that, most of them just made me think, oh, we need to talk about this and figure out it's going to do nothing but help us come together more. And, and I say that with her, but again, I've got business partners now and I'm eager to do some specific ones on these, like, you know, yes. time decision thinking, um, will be huge. Yeah. I think the thinking one to give each other room. Yeah. Like that from a business partnership, when you're thinking about a big decision mm-hmm. to understand, okay, how do we honor each other to get the most out of, I wonder if I'm thwarting my business partner, staff, whatever, by not making room for their thinking style. Well, the, again, that's such a great question to ask. Maybe you are, maybe you're not, but just to be able to think that way and to have some framework that you can introduce yeah. and say, read this chapter, take this inventory, and let's just understand each other better. I mean, that's just, I mean, again, I, I come out of athletics background. I mean, you could see how this could help a team. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't, not, not, I mean, an athletic team, a work team, a family, it, it, will, it will help. Okay, the next one is faith. Explain how you segmented spiritual and faith, because I think most people would lump those together. Sure. I segmented it uh, in the sense of spiritual, how you connect with God and faith, how you share your faith. How do you share? How do you share? From a Christian perspective, we have been given a commission, the great commission. We are to spread the gospel. That's what we've been called to do. And we need to, we need to be doing that. I think we need to be doing it more. I think we need to do it better. And if we understand what our style is, then we can do it in the way in which we are comfortable. And I really want people to get more comfortable sharing their faith in the, in their style, but share, find a way to do that. Well, and that one was pretty clear to me. I'm intellectual. My wife is interpersonal. I mean, that's just, uh, I, I'm I'm fairly confident in that one that she'll look at that and we're we're pretty blatant and, on that you, one. You know, <laughs> uh, giving uh, that was an interesting one that I think I grappled with a little bit. I finally came out. I think I'm a pleaser uh, as far as giving, and my wife is provider, and that reminded me back up to um, what was that that you said most women are is it protectors yes. financially? Protective, okay, correct. Uh-huh. yep. Okay, do those yep. tend to? I would figure sense. those go hand in hand a little bit. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. And then retirement is your, your last specific category. Um, and on that one, yeah, like you said, I, I'm not retired. I don't really intend to, but if I was to look at that, I would tend I, I, my, well, no, no, my plan is entrepreneur. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna yeah, stop. So that, that will be your retirement style. That yeah. will be your retirement style. And so, you know, you'll probably slow down at some point, not go hundred miles an hour anymore but you'll still be doing your thing and, but you'll be able to do it maybe at a, at a, a slower pace, uh, maybe build in some things that you haven't been able to build in and you'll be happy. And, yeah. and, and what's cool is that this idea that there's only a couple ways to retire, you know, then I came across this book and I was like, 
these path, these are pathways. Okay. But they're really just different styles of how one could retire. And I, and I, I thought, should I put this in the book or not? It's kind of different. But the more I thought about, you know, how many in the course you see in the book, I start out by talking in that chapter about all the retirement that's happening with all the baby boomers. I thought people need to know this information. They, yeah. they do, they will do with it what they will, but they need to be introduced to this information. And my thought was, yeah, being able to proactively look ahead and, and say, gosh, are you going to be okay with that? Like you have the one in there as leisure. And I know for myself, I just, I, you know, I struggle enough on vacations of, of not producing something that I don't look forward to leisure, maybe some more creative uh, a little bit, but again, just good to be, as you as the point of the whole book is to be aware Yes. Um, now you do end then on a, not so much of a personal category, but the categories, uh, styles of Jesus, which was really, I think really interesting to be eye opening for people to consider. I appreciate any commentary on the realities of Jesus that often fly in the face of what we are taught, uh, in, you know, church at large often. So again, it was just a beautiful wrap up for it. Yeah. I, there was no way I could end the book without introducing the Jesus style. Yeah. It's just Jesus as friend, Jesus as teacher, Jesus as shepherd, which we don't really even understand because, well, maybe out where you live, there might be some sheep. But for most of us, there aren't many <laughs> no. sheep and shepherds around. I mean, and then, you know, to be able to understand Jesus as Savior. So I, I just I loved writing that chapter. I love talking about Jesus. And I hope that people will really come to understand Jesus in a better way through that final chapter. Well, and and as I'll say in the intro to this show, that this is a message relevant to all, period, end of story. Uh, Of course, it's not only to Christians, not only to followers and believers in uh, Jesus, but even those who may not be, I think, even in that, looking at the qualities of this person, however they view him of Jesus, will be helpful, um, and beneficial. Hey, Rick, I just, obviously, um, I love it. Uh, it was a great uh, perspective that I haven't seen. It's opened up a lot. I'm, I'm eager to share this with the audience. I'm eager to take it home tonight and talk over the coming days with my family more to better understand each other, my business partners. Uh, so I'm grateful that you've done what you have done to bring this message to us and to give us your time today. Thank you. Well, I, thanks for having me. Obviously, I write a book so people can be helped. And that's I'm really happy to hear that. And I hope many people get the book and it will help them again, personally, professionally in, in all aspects of their life. Awesome. Thank you, Rick. OK. Friends, I always, of course, recommend the books and resources from my guests so you can engage more with their message, which I believe is profound. Otherwise, I wouldn't have them on the show. But folks, I'll tell you, this is one where you really can't get the value of the message without the book because it lists out the styles and uh, lets you read through those so you can understand it. And it's just, I can't express how excited I am about this and how much value it's already having in my life. So uh, again, you can connect with more, uh, more with Rick and get the book at rickmcdaniel.com, but you can also find it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. Well, coming up in episode 750, here's the question I posted and so many of you responded to. In your home and close relationships, how do you communicate love and affection and how often and how important do you believe it is? Well, I got a bunch of incredible responses and then I posted a follow-up question as well. 
uh, who experienced a lack of love and affection in their upbringing or marriage, and how has it affected you, or how are you dealing with it? Uh, and this came from a message from Zig Ziglar himself on the power of encouragement that I'm going to play at the top of the show. And friends, I just finished the recording of this show with Tom Ziglar. I'm going to put it at the top of the list as far as, far as like a hallmark episode and a top tier topic regarding all of us as we pursue our personal success. I really, really encourage you to listen to this show. Well, till then, folks, thank you. It's an honor to inspire our true performance together. <laughs>